It's a joy to be before you this, this morning. I'm excited. So the Shabbat before Passover is called uh, Shabbat Haggadol. It's called the Great Shabbat. And the reason is because it's tied to the Haftorah portion that Ms. Shirley read, read out of Malachi 3. Behold, I'm going to send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and terrible day. So the word Yom Hagadol means the great day is the basis for which this Shabbat is called the great Shabbat or the Shabbat Hagadol. Now this morning, my intention is to speak to you about exploring what preparation for Passover might look like for us as a community. We all know that Israel's feast pictorially and prophetically express God's covenantal faithfulness to his people in the past and God's covenantal faithfulness to us in the present. But not only that, but God's covenantal faithfulness to fulfill all his promises in the future and the coming fullness, right? So the same is true about the prophetic meaning of Passover. Now, you might be wondering, what is connecting Shabbat Haggadol to Passover? Well, let me explain. It's because it fits together what Malachi said in regards to the coming of that great and terrible day of the Lord, meaning this day that we all long for, and that Passover, which is the story of Israel's redemption from her first exile in Egypt. While the Haftorah portion emphasizes on the ministry of the prophet Elijah before the, before the last and final act of redemption, it also anticipates this final redemption of what we call the restoration of all things, the coming of Yeshua when he restores all things. But in, this, in the midst of this grand story of redemption, we also need to take a consideration about the blood by which redemption is accomplished. I am reminded of the angel of death that passed over the homes of the Israelites when they put the blood of the lamb over the doorpost, and hence where we get the word Passover, the angel of death passed over the homes. And in the same way, in the new covenant, um, in the same manner, the new covenant, Yeshua, Israel's Messiah, becomes our Passover in whom we find redemption and deliverance. Therefore, in its prophetic sense, Passover also anticipates that great and terrible day of the Lord as it's foreshadowed the redemption of all people from their bondage and oppression from Satan's domain into reconciliation with God. So how do we approach Passover? And how do we prepare for Passover? Based on the framework of redemption that I just spoke of, I think 2 Peter 3.12, Tom's favorite passage, is most appropriate here. I'll read. What kind of people should we be? We live our lives in holiness and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God. And in that day, the heavens will be dissolved by fire and the elements will melt in the intense heat. But in keeping with his promise, 
We look for the new heavens and the new earth with, where righteousness dwells. So we, this is our great hope and our, our anticipation. So there's a, a wonderful rabbinic Jewish tradition that Jewish people do in preparation for, for Passover. And it's quite appropriate for us this morning. Now here in the West, we call it spring cleaning. But in Jewish homes, it's actually, it entails this several weeks of preparation, of deep cleaning and searching for anything that has leaven in the house. It's this, this amazing process of removing leaven. But connect the pictorial uh, implementation, implication of this. Now, during Passover, in accordance to Torah, for seven days, leaven is not seen, eaten, or enjoyed. Now, the point here is that on, during Passover, anything that touches leaven deems it unfit for this time. Therefore, much preparation and hard work is put at the front end so that we are ready for the time when Passover comes. Families use this time as joint activities to go through the entire house with extreme and thorough examination looking for leaven in the house and deep cleaning. On a side note, they even go through all the, the pockets of the, of, of, of the closet. You go through the closet and go through the pockets looking for the tiniest crumb, breadcrumb. And, and, and this is interesting. Have you ever found leftover peanut butter jelly sandwiches in your kids' pockets? <laughs> I have. <laughs> it's not only limited to peanut butter jelly sandwiches. We find more things <laughs> in their pockets. Not to embarrass my kids, but. So although the physical preparation is necessary, we can't separate the people from also the land. So the land and, and people, the preparation of the land and also the preparation of the heart is what I'm talking about. We see the land as also the extension of the dwelling place of God. For example, moral sin defines the land. We see this application in, the, in our Torah readings. So in preparation, we take that also into consideration. And in preparation, I also want to emphasize that the preparation of the heart is also very important, crucial. I hope you're connecting the, the point here and what I'm trying to say. That's the celebration of Passover isn't just a remembrance of God's redemption story, but it's also an anticipation of the future redemption. So just like the Torah portion in Leviticus 1 up to 15 talks about the need for ritual cleansing when coming into contact with things that defile a person and deems them ritually impure. By the way, this, this doesn't mean that it's a sin issue. Um, but it's just a matter of, of uh, coming into ritual uh, cleansing through immersion or washing of hands. Um, or sometimes uh, it could be also quarantining. Uh, but it's, it's, not a, it's not a sense of, of, of sin issue, but it's a matter of getting cleansed. 
So in the same manner, we also approach this, this preparation for Passover in the same mindset of, of 2 Peter, as we read. We live our lives as holy and God, godliness, looking forward and hastening the coming day of the Lord. So we ask the Lord, and this is the application, we ask the Lord to show us all the leaven that is, is left over in our hearts the leaven that is surviving between the cracks of our relationships, the leaven that is hiding before, behind uh, our pride or arrogance. And we ask the Lord to show us the leaven that is trying to also weaken the mortar of our community relationship. So we don't want to take lightly the price that Yeshua paid on the cross. Amen? Shabbat shalom.